If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Michael Miller Show, where our direct approach leads to your positive outcomes. Now, here's Michael Miller. Good morning and welcome to the Michael Miller Podcast for a beautiful Tuesday morning, June 14th, 2022. How's everybody doing out there? Hey, uh, today's touchy subject, touchy subject, uh, very touchy subject. Uh, It's going to be about the Second Amendment. Um, I'm not, I'm somewhat educated on the Second Amendment, but I I found this article is very interesting article. And there's some articles on here that, uh, or some information on here that I wasn't aware of. But um, I just want to enlighten uh, folks out there who are not 100% sure uh, about the second. And there's a lot of different uh, provisions or, uh, let's say, uh, stipulations uh, on the second. I mean, for the most part, it is straightforward. Uh, For example, um, if the government disobeys the second, they disobey the third, and they disobey the fourth. What We all know what the second is. We know what the first is. What's the third? Uh, the third amendment is f- prohibits soldiers from embarking in somebody's home, okay, which would be uh, in the lines of confiscation. So that ain't going to happen. And the fourth amendment is uh, illegal search and seizure without a cause. So, um, if you're a Joe Blow citizen, law-abiding citizen in this country, in the United States, and you have firearms, and government decides that they want to ban firearms, um, they can't just come into your house and uh, take your firearms, based on the Constitution, Third and Fourth Amendment. Third meaning soldiers cannot congregate into your home without your permission. And fourth, they have to have probable cause before they can search and seizure. Uh, if you haven't broken the laws, uh, then they have no rights to uh, come into your home. Now, that being said, uh, considering the fact today of our 
stipulations that government and uh, Supreme Court and all that tries to kind of twist the Constitution. Uh, there is no such thing and uh, of twisting the Constitution. Um, it, it clearly states uh, what I just mentioned. So that's also a concern people need to realize that if they take your second, they're going to take all the rest of them too. Because like I said, the third and the fourth have everything to do with the second. Uh, secondly, I want to bring up here, um, now what happens, okay, we always talk about, or we always hear about people, our government saying we, we want gun control on the assault rifles, which they're talking about the AR-15. Uh, I found something very interesting here, and uh, it's not constitutionally right for them to ban what they call assault rifles. Uh, first thing I want to get clear is uh, it's not an assault rifle, okay? We all know what AR stands for. It's Armalite Rifle. Um, I looked up, looked this up, and uh, I want to read something to you here. Uh, the provisions on restricting these, what they call assault rifles. Now, just to let you know, uh, assault rifle is basically an action word, and it makes no sense whatsoever to the applied uh, topic as far as rifles, okay? It's just a word that they put on there to make it sound like it's a dangerous weapon, when we all know that uh, it's not the weapon that makes it dangerous, it's, it's the person behind the weapon, okay? That's just common sense out there. So gun control doesn't work. We have thousands and uh, hundreds and thousands of laws on the book, and there's still school shootings. So uh, back to this. Um, the provisions for banning certain weapons, okay? Uh, if found that the government does not violate the Second Amendment when it regulates the possession of a weapons, that have no law-abiding purposes, okay? Armalite rifles, I'm not going to say assault rifles because I'm not going to use that term because it's not a correct term. That term is being used to violate your Second Amendment, and I don't agree with it. Let's read this again. It if found that the government does not violate the Second Amendment uh, when it regulates the possession of weapons that have no law-abiding purposes, an AR-15 has law-abiding purposes. What would be under the definition of law-abiding purposes? To protect yourself. That's what the whole point of the whole Second Amendment is, to bear arms, to protect yourself. Uh, there's something else here to add. The government also might be constitutionally allowed to forbid certain groups of people from possessing guns, such as people with mental illness and convicted felons. Now, only one part of that statement the government has done their job on uh and that's can well kinda well they don't allow convicted felons to get firearms through uh register to buy at a store or whatever but what but they've still kind of failed the public in regards to there's lots of illegal guns on the streets and people use them all the time to kill people uh and they're not registered weapons this is the other uh this is the topic that they have completely failed on such as people with mental illnesses. They have completely overlooked that, and they just jump right to the firearm. Well, we got to ban this firearm because it's killing people. No, you need to do your job under the Constitution and regulate the people who have mental illnesses. Now, going back to the person who shot up the store in Buffalo, New York, is a prime example of a person who had mental illness and uh, was evaluated almost exactly a year prior to the shooting and the government did nothing and did not pro prohibit him from 
purchasing a firearm legally. So that's, that's a failment right there by government uh, in that regards. So uh, those are good, valid points. So really, constitutionally, the government cannot ban what they call assault rifles. Uh, but they are actually called Armalite rifles, which is they are AR-15. AR-15 does not go under the guidelines of weapons that have no law-abiding purposes. They very much do have law-abiding purposes. And uh, law-abiding citizens should only own them. And, uh, but that's what they're trying to ban. And we all know that uh, banning any kind of weapons isn't going to solve anything. Uh, that's just the government's agenda for more control. I won't go into that too much, but it's a great valid point. Uh, I found an article on this gentleman um, that wrote this article. Uh, i got to find it here. Give me a minute. That's not it. Oh, it's up here. Okay. It, it's, it's labeled Consequence uh, Tyranny. Fighting tyranny requires an effective weapon, okay? Uh, well, I'm not going to get into that too much, but that's kind of what it's labeled. But he has different paragraphs here, uh, and there's something in here I want to... Uh, one paragraph uh, he has titled here is Bringing Judicial tra uh, Tyranny to a Halt. I don't think I pronounced that name, that, that word right. Everybody knows what I'm trying to say. That's just a word I can't freaking say. I know what it means. Uh, jury nullifications cost nothing to learn about except some time. Okay. So I want to go over that, but I want to go over something first. Uh, let me see here. And that title bringing judicial tyranny to a halt. There we go. I said it. <laughs> Yay. Put a pat on my back. All right. Uh, jury that's, I want to go over that one, but I want to go to this one first. I thought it was very interesting. And, uh, let me find it here. I think it's. Jury nullification. Um, where is it? Okay, here we go. I'll just read. I'll just read the very beginning of it. Okay, jury nullification occurs when a jury returns a verdict of not guilty, even though they believe the defendant is guilty of the violation charged. In effect, the jury nullifies a law it believes is either immoral or wrongly applied to the defendant, whose fate and freedom they are charged with deciding according to the popular juror's handbook, a jury's right powers and duties. But, uh, but does the jury's power to veto bad laws exist under our constitution? It certainly does. That's what I wanted to bring up. Did you know that if you're on jury duty, if you see a law that is unconstitutional, that can convict somebody under that tyranny law that Supreme court made up, uh, it says, a jury has a right. Uh, the jury's power to veto bad laws exists under the Constitution. Yes, it does. At the time of the Constitution was written, the definition of the term jury refers to a group of citizens empowered to, to judge both the law and the evidence in the case before it. Uh, I wanted to bring that up because it's very educational. I knew a little bit about jury, but I didn't know that part of the definition of jury under the Constitution. And I can pretty much go ahead and make a good assumption that a lot of people don't know that either. So for example, uh, a, a criminal or person who's on trial, uh, gets prosecuted under, under a law that the jurors with education are aware that this law is not constitutional law. They can overrule it. But unfortunately, uh, in our world today, um, the public doesn't really, 
we're not really educated on this kind of stuff. And I'll be the first one to admit that this was the first I heard of this. And uh, I think this guy's a pretty good source, so I tend to believe it uh, based on what I've read on here. So that's one one good point right there. Um, what's this other one up here I was going to... Uh, let's see. Okay, so how to use this powerful tool. How do, how do we fight against uh, government tyranny? Okay, it's this, this is the title, how to use this powerful tool. The, a- the answer is to educate tens of millions of Americans about their power as a juror. Whether they sit on a jury or for someone accused of crime under the income tax laws, the American exercises their God-given right to carry a gun. An employer, an employer charged for refusing to withhold taxes from his employees' paychecks. A farmer charged by the EPA for killing a bug on his farm. You name it. If you're a juror sitting on a jury, you have the power to nullify and set the individual free. Didn't know that, did we? I mean, we do to some extent, but not as far as nullifying and and, and basically overruling a law that was made. Basically, you can't prosecute under that, you know, bunked law. Uh, How do you reach tens of millions of people? Not difficult. Add up the membership of the organizations like the NRA, GOA, the Heritage Foundation, Eagle Forum, Christian Coalition of American the Southern Baptist Association, political parties, Constitution Party organizations headed by Patrick Buchanan, Dr. Alan Keyes, pro-private property protection rights, and the list goes on. You're talking tens of millions of members. If all these uh, and organizations would just take the time to post a special section to their websites uh, on jury nullifications, websites the best. And mail out one-page flyer directing their memberships, not online, to ex- excellent publications. Just think of the impact of those tens of millions of Americans would have tens of millions of Americans who know they have uh, the power to derail judicial tyranny. Now, the article reads on, uh, okay, whether it involves defendant being charged with willful failure to file an income tax return to the farmer being turned into con over dinosaur rat acquitted i don't know what that means he's <laughs> i think that's a kind of a sarcastic uh i didn't write this uh but he's something, something about a dinosaur rat acquit if you belong to any group of organization in this country please write call or meet with their decision makers tell them that we the people still have the power to stop destruction of our god-forgiven rights by using the powerful weapon called jury nullification tell the organization's leaderships uh, that it's their duty and obligation to make an all-out very public effort to educate their membership on jury nullifications so okay that's it's not the end of it but that's you get the gist of it so uh i'm done with that article okay so one thing i find interesting is uh you know open carry some states have laws, or you can't open carry, you can't open carry. It, you know, really, technically, uh, according to the Constitution, it, I don't care what state says you can't open carry. Federally, constitutionally, you can open carry as long as you don't have a felony on your record or you've been convicted of some kind of mental illness where you're not allowed to carry a firearm. But uh, that's, you know, that's when I go travel or whatever, if we go traveling, and uh, I carry my pistol, I open carry my pistol. Uh, it's my firearm that I bring to protect my family. You know, we're thousands of miles away from our home. And, uh, you know, 
traveling on roads that you don't really know all that well, or if you do or don't, doesn't it's not the point. Uh, if you get a flat tire or something, or you get a breakdown on the side of the road, and uh, you know some weirdo comes up, and you know you don't carry a weapon, and hey, can I help you? And you know he's trying to throw a scam on you to to capture you or hurt you or whatever his intentions are. Uh, that firearm comes in handy, and you know I get asked, and uh, you know how how do you, you carry open carry when some of the states you're going through aren't open carry? I don't care what the state says. <laughs> I don't. Uh, my, my family's life is more important than, than their stupid uh, anti-constitutional laws of I can't open carry. Well, federally I can. And, and technically you can go to court on it and uh, get it overruled. And, you know, they, they try to, uh, you know, confiscate your weapon and all that because it's illegal. It's not illegal. I don't care what any state governor says or anybody says, for that matter. Uh, open carrying in any kind of state uh, is constitutional. You, it's at your right. And, the, and their law is void, as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, you want to go through all that, if you get caught with an open carry in a state that, that doesn't allow open carry, but uh, I'm willing to, I just cross my T's and dot my I's when it comes to, uh, you know, I don't speed, I don't do anything stupid to get a reason to get pulled over. So that's that's kind of the way I uh, play it. Um, but, um, yeah, when I go traveling or whatever, I, I don't, you know, like, for example, Illinois is a no open carry state. I don't give two shits what Illinois says. Uh, I don't like Illinois. I, I know their corruption that goes on in that state. And uh, they're pretty much a double standard state. And they're, uh, they're ripping people off with tolls and stuff. And they're not using the money correctly. Like a lot of other uh, blue states that I don't agree with. Uh, well, thank God I live in Wisconsin. It's an open carry state. And uh, I did have a permit. Why don't you conceal carry? Well, not all states allow concealed carry either. But I'm not 100% sure which which states those are. But uh, I don't I don't really feel the need to conceal carry. Um, I just open carry. I did have a I did have a permit, but my dummy me, I didn't. I don't know if I didn't get the notification or what happened, but I didn't renew. I suppose I could go back and get it. It wouldn't be hard. I don't have a criminal background or anything, but um, you know, I I just comfortable open carrying, and and I like to open carry. I'll tell you the reason I like to open carry. And it's not mainly in public places. I don't necessarily go into a store open carry. What I mean by open carry is it's in my vehicle, in plain sight. Uh, that's kind of how I carry. Um, it's, it's mainly for that. Uh, concealed carry is great for going into stores and things like that. Uh, you know, it's kind of risky a little bit, I guess, that I don't conceal carry in a store because, you know, things like things, bad things happen at stores and bad things happen uh, in public places. But um, so I open carry in the car uh, for the most part. And I like the fact that this state allows that. Um, that's, that's nice. But, but I don't open carry in supermarkets and stuff like that because uh, it's kind of that uh, factor where, you know, someone overpowers you and takes your own gun and kills you. Uh, that's, you know, that's kind of a problem with me. Uh, but with it being in the car open in plain sight or whatever, that's a little bit different. Uh, for me so that's that's how I open carry and you know some people take offense to that and, and I guess it doesn't really matter if people take offense to it or not that's just their ignorance so they don't know they don't know their laws that they can open carry so uh, I guess that that's not a, a really a factor really even though I brought it up but I guess I'm just kind of a person who you know I don't want people to you know be uncomfortable but um, at the same time too you know I if something were to happen I was open carrying in a store or something 
and some you know fool pulls out his gun and starts shooting people up i pop him you know i, I think most of us out there would and protect their you know these people who are <clears throat> sensitive about and for fearful people open caring would end up saving their lives but people don't see it like that and uh news media you know they they throw an agenda out there and uh, twist it all around so uh, that's going to be it for the Michael Miller podcast. And just remember out there, AR does not stand for assault rifle. AR stands for Armalite rifle. And according to the Constitution, that 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 rifle is a, a completely a self-defense rifle. It doesn't matter how many incidences it's been used in school shootings or whatever. Uh, our government or our, our people need to uh, get on the right side of, of Christ. And uh, we need to change our ways and take care of the mental health, uh, mentally ill. And uh, if they really want to confiscate guns, maybe they need to stop coming after the law-abiding citizens and start getting the, the illegal guns off the streets and the gangs in Chicago, for example. Uh, they don't want to work on that. So that, that kind of just tells you uh, their mentality, our government's uh, tyranny mentality, that, that it's all about control. So, and it's just completely unreasonable considering the fact that the crime rate here in the United States is so high. I mean, you'd just be stupid if you didn't have a gun, in your, at least in your home, to protect your house. I mean, the cops just take too long. You'll be dead by the time they get there. So they might as well just, you know, bring the coroners with them behind them while they're, you know, responding to the call, your 911 call. So that's kind of that's kind of the base of it. So uh, thanks for listening to the Michael Miller podcast. I hope you got some uh, good information out of it. See you on the next or hear you on. I'd say that's why I never know. I mean, I, I'm doing a podcast, so I'm not going to see anybody. You're not going to see me, but uh, you can hear me on the next podcast. So uh, you are welcome to join it. Uh, Thanks again. Have a great rest of the week. This is Michael Miller, and I'm out.